Welcome back to the Biblical Principles Podcast. This is Jason. Thank you so much for joining us. If you've got your Bible, you can turn to the book of James, chapter number 5, the book of James, chapter number 5. I want to talk to you a little bit today about the subject of prayer. And I do want to say, by way of introduction, that prayer is not a religious rhetoric that you say time in and time out. It's not supposed to be a formal prayer. It's um, opening up your heart to God just as if a small child would open up his heart to his mother and father. That's how God wants us to talk to him. He's not concerned about our words. He is concerned about our heart. He's also concerned about our relationship with him and how much sin we have in our life, which actually hinders our prayers from being answered. You have to be clean before God in order for him to answer your prayers. If you're in bitterness or if you're in envy or if you're in jealousy or if you've got major sin, transgressions, or iniquity in your life, there's no reason for you to pray. You need to get those things right. Uh, The Bible's very clear that if, if you cannot love your brother who you have seen, you cannot love God who you have not seen. 1 John talks about that, but I do want you to understand that prayer is something that can be done by anybody anywhere, anytime, but their life has to be clean before God. The book of James chapter 5 and verse number 16. I want to read these three verses here and then we'll just go back and play on a few words, give you some definitions, hopefully encourage your heart into prayer, into realizing that we all can pray. Verse number 16, the Bible says, confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that ye may be healed The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Elias was a man subject to like passions as we are, and he prayed earnestly that it might not rain, and it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. And he prayed again, and the heavens gave rain, and the earth brought forth her fruit. Here we have the story. This is basically Elijah there in the book of Kings as he is dealing with Ahab, the wickedness of the nation. They had turned away from God, and they had started to serve Baal, as well as a whole slew of other gods, lowercase g-o-d's. And um, Elijah was heavily burdened over his country. He was heavily burdened over the sin that was plaguing his people. And so he began to pray. And there, right there at the end of verse number 16, it says the effectual. That word effectual means be mighty. It means work. It means active. It means powerful. If you're going to pray and you're going to get heard of God, you need to be clean before God, not have any bitterness or gall towards your brother. But realize that prayer is work. Prayer is not just something that happens very easily, but you have to actually put forth effort in order to pray to get the ear of God. Now, I understand that you could just say a few words, but it's much more its much more powerful to be effectual in your prayer, to be mighty in your prayer, to realize that it's an active prayer, to realize that this is real. This is not some game we play with religious people, but it's our lives, and that effectual prayer is work. The second word there is fervent. The word fervent means this, intent without ceasing. Elias or Elijah might have not just prayed this prayer one time. It might have been several times, and his heart was broken. His heart lined up with the heart of God. He had fervent prayer 
because it was without ceasing. He'd wake up in the middle of the night, burdened down. He'd get down and pray. And I, I know that I have no scriptural basis for that, but I do believe without ceasing means it's constantly on your heart. If you have a loved one or a or a family member that's lost, or a co-worker that's lost, your prayer for them should be fervent. It should be without ceasing. You should constantly bring them before God and ask God to do a work in their heart and in their life. Prayer is work. To have effectual, fervent prayer, it's work. It's not. It does not just come easily. So the Bible says the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man, righteous man, That word righteous means holy, just, innocent. Remember, the Bible is very clear that a man that's involved in sin or a man that's upset with his brother, his prayers are not going to be answered because he's not righteous. He's not holy. He's not just. He's not innocent in the eyes of God. God is a holy God, and in order for a holy God to hear an unholy man, that unholy man has to have his sins confessed and covered by the blood of Jesus. I'm not talking about salvation. Salvation is is essential to getting your prayers answered. But being clean before God and not having a lot of sin in your life is the second thing that's extremely important to having your prayers answered. You have to be righteous. You have to be holy, just, and innocent. You cannot continue to commit repetitive sins and expect God to answer your prayer. By that, I mean you can't get up one morning and you're bitter with your brother. You ask God to forgive you, and then the next morning you get up and you're bitter again. You have to make a choice to get sin out of your life. I get extremely upset in the day we live in and how people try to justify sin and how they say, well, the devil tripped me up. Um, I was just in the wrong place at the wrong time. No, the devil didn't trip you up. You made a choice to do wrong. You weren't in the wrong place at the wrong time because you had a choice to leave. When we fall into sin, it's a choice we make to go into that sin. And our prayers are not answered a lot of times because of repetitive sin. But your prayers have to come from a righteous heart, a holy heart. And the Bible says what happens when these three things line up. What happens when a prayer is effectual, fervent, and righteous? The Bible says, prayer of a righteous man availeth much. He gets through. He shakes the foundations of heaven. He touches the heart of God. He allows God to see that his heart is lining up with God's heart. God wants to do a work in the hearts and lives of men. And a lot of times, our prayers are one of the lifelines that our lost family, friends, and co-workers have that keeps them from falling out of this life into condemnation before God. God's mercy and kindness keeps them alive so they can hear the gospel. But it's important that we have a righteous prayer life. Verse number 17, Elias was a man subject to like passions as we are. That word passions means similarly affected. Elias dealt with the same things that we deal with. Do you realize that Elias or Elijah had a fleshly body? Do you realize that he had the ability to get upset? Do you realize that it was possible for Elijah to lust after somebody? That it was possible for Elijah to get upset with somebody? But do you know what he did? He kept his body in subjection because it was important to him. His relationship with God trumped everything else in his life. So he beat down those fleshly desires so that he could have a relationship with God. Verse number 17, and he prayed earnestly, middle of the verse, and he prayed earnestly that it might not rain. That word earnestly means to make prayer or to worship God. 
He was trying to get God's heart and his heart to line up. That's why he was praying earnestly. That's why while he was praying, he was worshiping God. He was telling God how great he is. He was telling God how wonderful he is. He was telling God how holy he is. He was telling how God, how much grace he sent his way, how much mercy he's had upon him. And what was happening was God was hearing this man's prayer. Look at what it says. And he prayed earnestly that it might not rain. Elias just wanted the rain to stop. That was a sign of the judgment of God on a nation. That was a sign that God was upset with a nation. And do you know what happened? And it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. Elias or Elijah stopped the rain for three years and six months, not because of who he was, but because of who God was. He wanted his people to see God. And so what he did was he prayed that God would judge his people so that they would not die in the condition they were in. That's how important this was to Elijah. And I want you to understand something about this. Elijah went through three and a half years of no rain, too. He realized that what he was praying, he was going to have to endure. But it was important to him that the people, that his people of his nation seen God. I wonder how concerned we are sometimes with our nation seeing God to where we're not willing to inconvenience ourselves to be able to have a prayer life for them. Remember, they can't pray. Only we can pray. Only the saved can pray and God hear us. And we've got to get to a point we quit being so concerned about ourselves and realize that it's not about us, but it's about the will of God being done in the hearts and lives of every man, woman, boy, and girl. Verse number 18, and he prayed again, and the heavens gave rain, and the earth brought forth her fruit. Do you know what happened? The nation seen who God was, and Elias or Elijah went and prayed, and God sent the rain again. We need some Elijahs in this day. We need somebody who can get down on their knees and pray, and God hear them. We need somebody who's not stuck in repetition sin. We need somebody who's holy and just and innocent before God. We need somebody who's willing to pray with intent that's without ceasing so that they realize that prayer is work, but they're willing to put in the work to see the will of God done in the hearts and lives of those who do not believe in the Lord Jesus Christ.